2: Welcome back into the Paul's Ice Show, brought to you by Archie's on the South Side, the official chicken wing of the fan. Kale Berger in for Paul tonight. Happy to be with you most of the week, and it's been fun. Thank you to everyone who's called and joined the conversation. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and we're not done yet. Want to revisit what we kicked off the show with? The Steelers have a decision to make at the quarterback position. Ben Roethlisberger has retired after 18 seasons. He's going on hunting podcasts and hanging out with his kids, doing carpool, pickup, making lunches, and whatever else he's doing in his retirement. Good for him. Congratulations. Well-deserved. But that leaves the Steelers in a predicament. They got to figure out the quarterback position, the most important position in all of sports. And they've been down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, the unofficial start of the draft cycle this week, and they've been down there in numbers, not only coaching staff and general managers, but Art Rooney II himself, along with Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Matt Canada, Brandon Hunt, a convoy of Steelers in attendance down in Alabama. And when we kicked off the week and I spoke to you on Tuesday, you know, really what it felt like to me was that the Steelers were laser focused, zeroed in on Kenny Pickett. He was their guy. They obviously knew him well. He loves the city of Pittsburgh. He spoke about that with the media earlier this week, too. How it would be a dream to stay in Pittsburgh and play. But also throughout all the drills that Kenny Pickett was putting on a show, he was standing out amongst the rest, amongst the pack, and looked great. And that Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were laser focused on him along with Matt Canada and others. Couldn't get enough of Kenny Pickett. And I talked about on Tuesday how very similar to Najee Harris last year. That Pittsburgh's infatuation with Kenny Pickett. Seemed like the worst kept secret in the draft process. They liked Kenny. He was their guy. It was just a matter of time where Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin found a way to get him into a Steelers uniform. But things have changed a little bit since then. Apparently to some, to different degrees, Todd McShay acts like he was terrible. Noah Strachbein, who joined me at 8 o'clock, says he wasn't that bad, just missed a couple throws, but it was a rainy day on Wednesday at the Senior Bowl, and apparently Kenny Pickett with his quote-unquote small hands uh, did not have the day he would have liked. But one guy did emerge and was impressive today as well. That was Liberty quarterback Malik Willis. And it's an interesting dichotomy between these two, an interesting comparison between the small school Willis and the Heisman finalist, ACC champion, Kenny Pickett. Not only the talent they played against, obviously Kenny Pickett in the ACC, a Power Five conference, but also a guy with years of experience under his belt that just happened to culminate in a fantastic 2021 season. Put up insane, record-setting numbers. Was in the national spotlight with catchphrases like, gonna go crack a cold one and the fake slide in the title game. Kenny Pickett was everywhere. But also, Kenny Pickett is the guy in this draft process that is the most pro-ready. Yes, he's a little bit older, 24, going on 25. But he's played the most football. And he played in a system with an offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, that prepares you for the NFL. Not only the system, but the coach who was actually with the Steelers at one point as a quarterback's coach. All of that stuff has made Kenny Pickett the most pro-ready quarterback in this draft class. He has all the intangibles. He can read a defense. He can go through his progressions. He has athleticism. He's got the prototypical size. He can make every throw. All of those things are in Kenny Pickett's favor. But some argue that he has the lowest ceiling. Because of his age, what he's already put on tape, this is probably what Kenny Pickett is. However, this past season translates to the college level or to the pro level. That'll be who Kenny Pickett ends up being as a pro. And then you turn and look at a guy like Malik Willis. Good year at Liberty, not against the best top-tier competition, but a guy that just in terms of his raw ability, his raw talent, has the highest upside, has the most potential of any quarterback in this draft. Raw athleticism, speed, the ability to create with his legs like no one else in the class, and an arm and a cannon of an arm that rivals that of Michael Vick when you couple it with physical attributes. But a guy who is still very raw, unrefined, and what many draft analysts and media members say is going to need significant work and tutelage at the pro level to help him achieve his potential, to get him to what could be a multi uh, perennial Pro Bowl level career. So there's two paths the Steelers could go. There's two quarterbacks that they clearly like. They could interest themselves in Kenny Pickett. They could fancy Malik Willis as well. But it also depends what benefits the Steelers more. If the Pittsburgh Steelers, like they claim to want to be, want to be a Super Bowl playoff contender this coming season, Kenny Pickett's probably the guy. Either way, you're going to take those salary cap savings that you have with a naturally with a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you can flip that and spend it in free agency. Beef up your defense. Overhaul your offensive line. Get another weapon in there at wide receiver. Fix the D-line. Get a new linebacker in there to either replace or play alongside Devin Bush. A lot of things that they need that they're going to have money to spend. And if you slide a guy like Kenny Pickett, who played in a pro system, has a ton of experience under his belt, is mature, and has a familiarity with the coaching staff, the offense, and should be able to step right in and perform, I think that bodes well for the 2022 Steelers if that is the path they decide to go, which is take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft, and that guy happens to be Kenny Pickett. Now, you could talk me into... Malik Willis. But like I said, he's a guy who's going to be a little more of a project, an unknown. He has this great arm. He can flick it 40 yards with very minimal effort. And the scouts and decision makers down there have been wowed by his physical attributes. But he's still a guy who had inaccuracy problems at Liberty, did not play the best competition, had 12 picks last year. And has a lot that he needs to improve upon and grow when he gets to the NFL level. I don't think that if you do the same plan and execute it the same exact way that you would, I just lined out with Kenny Pickett, that Malik Willis could come in and have them in the playoff conversation with the way his game currently is. Full of talent, but raw. Similarly, Maybe you have to have him sit and you have him wait. But are you going to pick a guy in the first round and have him stick around and have Mason Rudolph being your quarterback? I don't think that signals that you are a franchise that is trying to win, that has playoff aspirations. That signals to me we're packing it in and trying for 2023. A guy that we are totally familiar with, how he plays, what he can do with the football, We've seen enough. We have the scouting report on Mason Rudolph. He's not the guy. So there's one of two paths the Steelers could take if they decide to take one of these two quarterbacks in the first round of the NFL draft. But my other concern with Malik Willis is if he needs all this work, if he's that unrefined, if he is that raw, do the Steelers have the coaching staff the hierarchy, the structure in place to be able to give him the tutelage he needs. Is Matt Canada the coach that is type of coach that is capable of molding a quarterback into a perennial pro bowler? Now, when we spoke with Noah Strackbine he seems to think that Mike Sullivan is capable of that. Having been a guy that's been around the pro game for much longer than a Matt Canada, That is a little older and more seasoned than Matt Canada, but he's the quarterback's coach. But Matt Canada is ultimately the guy that's going to be tasked with that as it's his offense he's going to have to mold this guy into. He has been given a vote of confidence by the Steelers. He's back for another year. That's a vote of confidence if I've ever seen one. I'm not sure if Matt Canada, the OC, is the type of teacher that a Malik Willis would need to justify picking him and to make it worth the Steelers' while. If he was getting picked by a Kyle Shanahan, a Sean McVay, a Matt LaFleur, an Andy Reid, uh, I would have high hopes for him. But with Mike Tomlin, too, defensive background, yes, he's been in the league as a head coach for many, many years, but Mike Tomlin isn't exactly a quarterback whisperer. And he's only had really one quarterback's entire career, and it's been a future Hall of Famer. So when I look at the options of Kenny or Willis, that idea of who's going to develop who really plays a factor for me.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit
0: ads.odyssey.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: 412-928-9370. If you want to weigh in here... Last couple of minutes before the nightly sports call, we have David on the line and he's got an idea of who the Steelers should target in the draft at quarterback. David, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show.
3: Oh, you're welcome, Cal. Hey, I have a scenario for you. If Pickett was gone and the Steelers didn't trade up and they're picking at twenty, besides Malik Willis, um, what do you think of Carson Strong? And I it seems to me from what I've heard and read that the knock on him that they're not crazy about him because he's not very mobile. But my fear with that, I know that's the trend and everyone has a quarterback that can run or is at least mobile, but something tells me if you pass on someone like him with the arm strength that you have, he has and that Pickett's gone, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were because I'm not necessarily have to have a quarterback that, that can run. If this guy's a pure pocket passer and I know our line needs work, but I'd be on board with the taking of a a shot with him too. And so I just wanted to see what your thoughts were if you had a choice between Carson Strong and Malik Willis.
2: Yeah, David, I appreciate the call. Thank you. I would definitely take Willis over Strong. Absolutely. Every day of the week. And not necessarily because I don't like Carson Strong. Um, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of quarterbacks taken in the first round of this draft. I legitimately think it's going to be three. I think it's going to be Corral, Pickett, and Willis. And I'd prefer Pickett and Willis over Corral. But when I look at Malik Willis, I I see that upside. I see that athleticism. And, you know, I think that they should go for a mobile quarterback too. I like that in Pickett as well. For some reason, he is not being considered a mobile quarterback or even like, you know, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah was trying to undersell how athletic he is. We all saw the fake slide. He's athletic. He can do it. He can run. I think he's gonna run like a four six forty. That's pretty good. But when I compare Willis to strong, Willis has great arm talent as well, just needs to be able to hone it in a little bit and get more accurate with it. Mike Tomlin has made it abundantly clear over the past year, what he wants in his next quarterback, he wants athleticism. He wants a scrambler. He wants mobility, not a scrambler per se. That's a that's a antiquated term. He wants mobility. Part of that, I think, is having seen the statue, the you know talking sequoia tree that Ben Roethlisberger has become in recent years. Part of it's probably the offensive line and knowing the reality of that unit. Maybe he is admitting to himself. I'm not sure of how much we're going to be able to improve this in one year after the travesty disaster it was in 2021. But I think also that's part of that defensive mindset of a coach. He's had to contend with the mobile quarterbacks in recent years. And he's been around long enough to see this entire transition, this entire paradigm shift to the mobile quarterback. Even this recent year, he's had to face Patrick Mahomes twice. Justin Herbert, he's faced Lamar Jackson for a number of years. You know, he faced Joe, he faced Joe Burrow twice and, or three times now. And he's, you know, probably more so a pocket passer, but very, very capable with his legs. We've seen that enough in this playoff run. They faced Josh Allen the first game of the year. That is the trend. And I, I, we're getting away from this era and this idea that just because a guy can run means he can't throw the football, which is entirely not, not the case. Maybe years and years and years ago it was the case, but that is not the case anymore. The requirement at the quarterback position is you need to make all the throws. You need to have a good arm. You need to be a great passer, but you need to be able to do it on the run too. You have to be able to escape the rush, extend plays, Make things happen. You have to be mobile. You can't be a statue back there. Now, that's my number one concern, obviously, with Carson Strong. He put up great numbers at Nevada. He has the the build and frame that you want. But he's a statue. He's got no mobility. He does not move the way you need a quarterback to move in today's day and age. And Mike Tomlin, like I was getting at, as a defensive coach, he's had to contend with all of these mobile quarterbacks and and now is realizing and understanding that, you know, not to say the, the phrase would be, if you can't beat him, join him. But, hey, I mean, th- I'm having a scheme against these guys. They're giving me problems, and they're a pain in the butt to deal with. I want one of those on my own so that for my opponents, it's a pain in the butt for them to deal with. That's logical. makes perfect sense. I think the other thing with Carson Strong is, you know, you have to worry about, I think, the level of play as well with him. Playing in the Mountain West. He also doesn't have that physical upside that Malik Willis does. At least Malik Willis is a physical freak athletically. Not the tallest guy, but an athletic freak. You could, I think, overlook maybe the competition he played against because of just how exciting of a prospect he is. The other thing about Carson Strong, I've heard that he has a strong arm. I've also heard that he doesn't have a live arm. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a difference between having arm strength and throwing the ball with velocity. A lot of guys can throw the ball far. You know, they can wind up and heave it 70 yards, 60 yards. Like, that's no problem. On the deep post, on the deep fly route. But I think what NFL teams probably would covet more is you're on the far hash and you need to throw a 15-yard out on a five-step drop with no hitch to the opposite sideline. A throw that... Roethlisberger was able to make consistently for years that Josh Allen makes routinely, that Patrick Mahomes can make routinely, that Aaron Rodgers makes routinely. There's a a significant difference between arm strength and arm talent. And I think that that's, from a bird's eye view, not looking at the real scouting reports, just what I've heard from other people. I heard it from today, from coverage from the Senior Bowl, that, yeah, he's got arm strength, but it's the arm talent. And I firmly believe that I think people get that confused. I think there's a a significant difference between arm strength and arm talent. Arm strength, how far can you throw the ball? Arm talent, how much velocity do you throw the football with? Because that can be both a guy that can heave it far and fit it into the tightest windows and throw it on a rope. I think Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett have arm talent. Uh, I need to look more into Carson Strong, but I don't think he is on the same level as those two other guys. But the Pittsburgh Steelers seem to have zeroed in on two guys. And it looked like Kenny Pickett earlier in the week. Now it looks like Malik Willis. One of them is the worst kept secret in the NFL. If the Steelers covet one of these two quarterbacks, it's a matter of which direction they want to go. There's two paths to go down. I would prefer Kenny Pickett, but I can definitely be talked into Malik Willis with his type of physical attributes. Coming up next on The Fan, some final thoughts. Kaleberger in tonight for Paul Zeiss. By the way, David joined us on The Fan Hotline presented by and Around every corner, and creates real life magic for a guest. Some final thoughts before the nightly sports call simulcast. We believe it's Chris Muller and Bob Pompiani. It's Kaleberger in for Paul Zeiss on 93.7, The Fan.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one,